0: welcome to the city life lansing podcast we hope this message empowers you to love life love jesus love people and dream more you can connect with us at citylifelansing.com you belong here it's going to be incredible good afternoon city life it's noon exactly right now how about that there's a little clock on stage here in case you didn't know there's one up there there's a screen here with my slides I uh, Try to teach around 30 minutes. I'm at 29 minutes and 45 seconds. And the reason I say that, because today is a little different. We want to pull back the curtain and go right into the infrastructure and say, you know, if you go to Disney World, you don't want to always hear about how the rides work. You just want to ride them, right? You go to Cedar Point, it's like, okay, cool. 3D design. That's neat. I want to get on it. Well, we can go to church so often, so long. We can just ride the experience. We actually don't even know what's going on. And when we get home by ourselves, gosh, they they seem like they know the Bible really well. I don't. Where do we start? And to start today, I'm going to be sharing uh, my screen from my computer to show you what it's like when I'm at home by myself and whether I have a window that's five minutes or 20 minutes or two hours, what would that look like? And that the techniques and the principles can translate to anybody's life. And so I would invite us today to pull out a phone, pull out a piece of paper, pull out something because there's a nugget from heaven for each one of us wherever we're at on this access journey. People are here and we might read the Bible so much we don't live it. Someone's here that you're great at living the Bible, but you don't even know if you're living it right because you don't know anything about the Bible. And it's okay wherever we're at. Because at 22 years old, I remember Jesus radically transformed my life from lifestyle of drugs, addiction, constant just patterns of sin. And then here I am, brand new, completely born again. Anytime I tried to sin, it was like there was bug repelling on me. I mean, I couldn't even, I, I tried to hang out with my old friends. No one would even call me back. That's how set apart God, when God marks you, don't try to go back and fit in. You go back on mission, but you don't go back to fit in. We're not thermometers. We're thermostats. So when we step in, we change the, time, we change the climate of a room. We're there to preserve. And we don't change the climate to make uh, it hard or heavy, but, but, but precise and light and heaven invades. So wherever we're at today, I pray, is a new day and a new hunger and a thirst for God's word, wherever we're starting at, for it to be fun, for it to be alive. And the game plan can seem so overwhelming because if you haven't been walking with Jesus for a long time, trying to learn something, just to read this much material, (laughs) you know, like that's a lot of material, but it's important to remember where some of this material was read and lived in they only had access to maybe one chapter, one letter. And there was a collection of all of these together cohesively, and the Jewish people would memorize the Torah so much that they would store the word in their heart so that they might not sin against their God. But having the word and knowing it didn't always equal obedience So we can know it like crazy, but sometimes just not live it. And I think one of the things that helps us live it is remembering that God is the God of the experience. He's the God of the moment. And he's okay with the volatile schedule of life. So for instance let's say you woke up today and you had a game plan that you wanted to get ready and it didn't go as planned. And, uh, and then next thing you know, you find yourself fighting in the car and you're mad at the kids. Get ready. We're going to church. And, you know, and, And the girl's getting her hair ready for too long. Or maybe you got like a guy diva and he's getting ready way too long like me. And, you know, you're putting on the essential oils, smelling. I need all this. I have a routine. But let's say that routine hits the fan. And last night you fall asleep with your contacts. in, And next thing you're waking up a little bit later than you wanted. But you only got a window that's not as big as you would like. So, for instance, I try to wake up about 5 on Sunday so I can have at least an hour of solitude. Because I know that if I bring the heaviness of whatever situation, that's going to carry out into the the, the moment here. But that didn't play out today because I woke up with one of those days where it was like, what day is it? Anyone ever done that? I genuinely didn't know. And I paused and your heart starts racing. And Chris was like, oh, it's Sunday. I'm like, I'm preaching? Oh my goodness. And then I remember what I was doing. I've been thinking about this moment for a couple years to peel back the curtain and invite somebody into the kitchen where Sundays are beautiful to come and be inspired and, 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 and take something home and to preach and to worship and be with the body. But today we want to pull back the curtain and just tell you how to cook. And now cooking is a very interesting thing because there's levels to cooking. Come on, somebody. You ever been around somebody who can cook good? and you thought someone else could cook good, then you met someone who could cook good, and then you met somebody else who can cook better. So for me, we grew up macaroni and cheese deluxe. That was elaborate. I liked it. I remember I had chicken tonight one time at my friend's house in the crock pot. It just fell off the bone. The next thing I told my mom, my mom it's amazing. She, I said, we need chicken tonight. We ate chicken tonight once a week for four years. You know how you do the every Tuesday night this thing? We did chicken tonight once a week did that forever. And then I realized that there's not just chicken tonight. There's ways that you can cook chicken with spices that is outside this, you know, galaxy. And then my steak experience, you know, as a kid, and shout out to, you know, anyone who's vegan. But I'm just going to use the illustration of a steak for a second. So please go with me. Please. And so I eat a steak as a kid. I remember chewing so long you couldn't swallow it. You ever had a steak like that? It's like, eat it. it. Eat what's put in front of you. I can't swallow it. What does that mean? This can't be good. And then I went, you know, Ponderosa and shout out to Ponderosa. You got a real recognize it's real. That's one of the old Lansing staples. If you want to know about Ponderosa, you ain't been here long enough. Okay. And uh, but they're not there right now. And then my steak game graduated. I had an Applebee's steak and I had an Applebee's steak, that top sirloin, $9.99. It was incredible. I wanted to go to Applebee's all the time. Then on our honeymoon, I had aged beef oh my goodness what like what aged beef where it sits out for a long period of time and they do all kinds of just leave it at that but and then you eat it it's unbelievable the cooking experience is one just like spending time with god there's levels to it, but it's always meant to, to eat. It's always meant to have fun. It's daily bread. It's, and if you have a five-minute window, you're not gonna cook as elaborate if you have a long one. And we feel heavy sometimes because we walk into an experience with God and we hear about somebody's three-hour preparation and we're like, I can never get there. How do I get there? I'm eating Kraft Deluxe at home. Well, Kraft Deluxe is still food, so no matter where we're at, God is good. So I pray today that there's that spirit of life, spirit of love. And I want to show you what a Bible time uh, for me looks like. I'm just going to create a new window here. If I'm at home, uh, one of the first things I do, so on my phone, I want to pray for us. God, I pray right now that we don't watch, we participate. I pray that we think about when we're home and we're alone, we need you to speak to us. I pray today is a day of Invitation to the experience of all of the sauces and the spices of heaven. That the simple truths of love and faith and grace and forgiveness would be on display in complex ways that we, we know you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the study of God is the, theology. You'll hear it said theology. What's the theology of that? What is the backing? What does God say about that? Now, as followers of Jesus, we believe that God has revealed himself in his word, and how did he preserve that? Uh, how did he use broken, frail people to write a cohesive piece that's one story all about God, all about Jesus, and that Jesus, that, that, that God the Father is pleased. To display his kingdom in his son and his son says i'm gonna go and it's better that i leave because i'm gonna leave you with the holy spirit the paraclete that that the holy spirit's gonna come alongside inside and guide and point you back to jesus and the teachings and that the word is life-giving but that his his correction his discipline his game plan his cooking assignment is always meant to bring freedom That his law is perfect and good. And when we come to that place where we're like, okay, I recognize that I can't do this thing on my own. I'm a sinner, broken. I need Jesus. We say, God, take my life, make me brand new, forgive me of my sin. That miracle of being born again, the grace of heaven, we deserve judgment. But yet, because Jesus stepped in, we get a party. We don't just get entered in, we get a party you got to go back to that moment. And if you're here today, you're like, man, I, I don't even know if I would ever deserve a party. Well, God is so good and so rich and his mercy is so powerful that when we put our faith in Jesus, we don't just enter in. We get a party thrown for us. And then we're, we're the inheritance of heaven. That we are Christ's inher- we, we are heirs of the kingdom. We spend so much of our time comparing to others of what we're not instead of talking about who we are. In this place is sons and daughters, living legends of Jesus. And so when I wake up in the morning, I don't always feel like that. Come on, somebody, I'm going to invite you into that. We don't feel like a million bucks when we wake up. My contacts were in. I was like, oh, my goodness, pulling those things out. I don't know what day it is. But I I have this bad habit, which a lot of us have, and I'm not going to ask by a show of hands. That bad habit where I, where's my phone when I wake up first thing in the morning? Oh, dang, where's my phone? I started realizing where's my phone, but there could be crazy things on my phone, meaning like someone texts me in the middle of the night like, duh, 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 and it's like, whoa, I got I to gotta own this before it owns me. So I created, uh, I put a little bit higher right here, the verse of the day, the you version. there's a Bible app. So it's free, and you, you get it a little higher, and it, it's like all these app suggestions of what I use and what's next on my calendar, but like the Bible. And I just go straight there, and I'm like, okay, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in Trouble. (sighs) All right, okay. So I have to change the game plan, get in the shower, get ready. And then every morning, I try to read my identity statement. What in the world is this? This is simply discovering who you are, not what you do. Who are you? What we do comes from the qualities in who we believe we are. Some of us are really good behind the scenes. Is there language that God could give you for that? Our names have meaning. This only comes through prayer and spending time with God, letting him speak to you. And I'd say, here's one of the quickest ways to figure out who are you. Write down the lies first. Write down all the lies. I think everybody knows the lies. Write down the lies and then start to replace it with truth. So I read this because these are truths that God spoke to me. And, and so I read that real quick and I'll jump in and, uh, and then I'll, I'll try to put a song on. And... Here's here's my song I'm in right now. So I'm in this album. I try to listen to one album in one particular season. A cohesive piece. I've been liking the house fire movement and the upper room songs, but I went to a Hillsong United concert. And one of the things I love about the Hillsong music is all of their music they submit to Bible scholars to make sure it makes sense. Think of that humility, those checks and balances. You know, some of us we like, we heard from God. There's no checks and balances or somebody shows up and they're like I'm a preacher, I'm a teacher It'd be like wait, who's following? Like no one's there. Sometimes we got to stop and slow down. There should be confirmations along the way. And for many times we we get so excited and we got to learn the superpower that God has said, but did he he already has said? So it's got to flow through here and 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 be in the, but be precise in a timing for now. Oh, this is a beautiful art, just like something has to be cooked in the right time. And sometimes we'll overcook it, but it's still a good meal. May I have five minutes? And it's a daily bread for today. And that's why the lane you might be in today might not be the same lane that somebody else should be in. There was a season in my life where I needed crazy amounts of study guides in my Bible, so if you ever wondered, like cross-references, so verse upon verse, the, there's verses connected to each other. It's this crazy schematic diagram where, where you'll be reading Ephesians, and it connects all the way into Acts. And then Acts, and then you're thinking about the book of Revelation. And it can get overwhelming. I mean, someone's already like, dude, I'm just so done. I thought this was just city life, come, life. And other ones, other people are like, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for City Life to break down the Bible. I wanted to know because they're always talking in stories and they're always talking about they're for the city and do they read the Bible? Yes. But how does this play out? Different ways sometimes in different seasons. Jesus told stories sometimes. And other times he just showed up and he said, is it not written? And so I'm in a season right now where this new the Bible challenges me because it has no study guides, and it just gets me. I get to write my own thoughts, and I've been in the Proverbs right now and Psalms, and I get to not see what somebody else's thoughts are because I've read that over seasons of my life. Now I get to just, just unsolicited. How is the text hitting me? And to go back last week, one of the the, the key filters to, to to experiencing God to make it simple would be first, okay, what does this say about God. Anytime you read the Bible, what does this first say about God? What does this say about Jesus? What did this mean to those particular people? And then how is this wrecking me? If we ever get to a place where we're just trying to preach the Bible and the Bible's not wrecking us, we're in trouble. Real talk. Real talk. Because the Bible is always wrecking first the hearer, and then we are then presenting it in a way that would honor God and be true to him. So I'm listening to Hillsong in this season, but that doesn't mean you have to, but pick something. And today, I wanted to, this whole week, uh, prepare a message. But I felt like the Lord was just reminding me to uh, just show people what I would do. It's not, let me see here, I'm not on the internet. The internet's off for some reason. Am I still on the screen? Okay, hold on. Because it's behind the scenes. It don't always work nice, does it? Okay, we're back on. Booyah. Check this out. So picture that this is happening at home and you're alone. If you're a business person and you're on the fly, I get it, I get it. But, but parents know this feeling when your kids wake up and they don't even acknowledge you, they just move on. And we're jealous as parents. We want them to find us. We want them to tell us how in love with us they are and how grateful they are for us providing a home for them. And thank you, dad and mom, that, that there's groceries in the kitchen. And I wanna, I wanna acknowledge first and foremost, Dad, that, that it was hard for you to be, get this far. And I wanna say that I am grateful that you are patient with me. And I'm grateful, even sometimes when you mess up, Dad, it, 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 you remind me that God is good through you and we want that experience to take place, but it doesn't all the time, does it? It's a funny illustration to say, I think every morning God's saying, Come on, like I want to spend time with you. We're getting busy. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta meet. I got this. I got that. God's just sitting there, like, hello. Yeah. Well, God, I'll I'll come back to you when I got an hour. He's like, I'd rather just hang out with you all day. If you got a minute, let's make it intentional. People died so that you could read this today. There's this www.biblegateway.com. There's a verse of the day today. Just take one. If you can't go somewhere, just get one. I know you want to memorize chapters. I know you heard about these great lofty displays of steak cooking, but man, it'd be cool if we could just cook today just for a minute. Let's get a protein shake in because we've got to transform our mind, renew our minds daily that we're not conformed to the patterns of this world. We, the mind can be renewed. Science is constantly proving that there can be new pathways in our mind. That the word of God, I believe this, I'll submit this to us today. The word of God can renew us in a way unlike anything else can because it's God himself coming into us, transforming us, renewing us, giving us the confidence and power and game plan on how to operate. All flowing from grace, that it's a gift. So when I wanted to prepare the message I wanted to use one of the verses from the week and show you, okay, this is what I would do. I Maybe if I only got X amount of time, here's the verse I'm going to read. Now, I have some intentional, so you could have two tracks going on. You guys still with me? Anybody still with me? Okay. You could have two tracks going on. One track might be this. I have my reading plan. All right. Shout out to everyone with the reading plan, but shout out to 99% of people that have gotten behind. Next thing you know, you got to get done with your reading plan. You, you, it's, not a, it's not a reading. It's just a plan at that point. There's nothing happening. i got to get through this. Oh, my goodness. And then you think, what did you, what did you learn? What did you marinate on today? Nothing, nothing. I started realizing that, that God wanted more rich, intimate depth. And sometimes I, I get one word in the Bible, no joke, I'll read a verse or even just a word, and I, I'm so checked that I need to stop. Just stop for a second, Jerome. You're not the king. God is. I was like, oh, but God, I want to keep going on. But I want you to marinate here for a minute. That's the beauty of a relationship, just like getting to know somebody, a conversation. It only happens from time. And as we do that, so I have, I have a plan. That's my point. My point is I've been in Psalms, I've been in Proverbs, and I've been reading a book of the Bible, just finished Hebrews. So when I have a longer window, Because my profession allows me, and and it actually, in the job description, I should be reading the Bible. Is that fair? (laughs) So the idea is, and this happens, that pastors just have time to read the Bible. Pastoring is running a startup company with all of the same infrastructure as a business, but yet you have to have the purity of Mother Teresa. And then, hey, by the way, you need to have uh, God's word rich as if you're a scholar in all at the same time. So the point is, you and me, were in the same boat because as our lives get busy, the number one excuse is, well, I just don't have time to spend time with God. And this has gotten challenging as the windows get smaller, the kids get louder, the business demands are everywhere, the spreadsheets, whatever. Please today hear that whatever the excuse is, we're never too busy to spend time with God. If we find ourselves too busy, maybe that's a great opportunity that we have to cancel something. Because if we got a phone call today that one of our loved ones had died, time would stop. But yet the author of life all the time, of the forever kingdom, is, getting, is wanting to spend time with us. It's super neat, super rich. So as that window gets really small, here's what I, I limit it to. So this is all taking place really quick. I get on BibleGateway.com, and next thing you know, I find myself in Psalm 119.30, because this is the verse of the day. And it's so interesting because the verse of the day, as we're talking about God's Word at City Life right now, emphasizing the, the desire to know it and grow and let that happen and let the Word work us over. And here's the verse of the day that we were gonna do this, and it says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness, I set your rules. In other words, like your word before me. And then if I say, maybe I have it a little bit longer. I want to know the context for that. I can just click on it real quick. You can do this all on your phone. And then I can illuminate the chapter. I'm reading out of the ESV. There's many different translations. I'm reading out of the ESV because that's a word-for-word translation from the original language. This is This fun to kind of get invited into the cooking room. I mean, it's not, we all can cook a steak, and it should, there should be access shouldn't be re- reserved for only elite few, that we all can have access and you can fumble along the way. It might, it might, we might not be cooking great steaks at first, but over time we can be. And the whole point of cooking is so that many can eat, right? Who wants to eat a fine course meal only by themselves? That's some Cruella de Vil stuff. I mean, that ain't cool. We, we want many to be there. And as I expound as I jumped in the whole chapter, I thought it was so cool that today the Lord knew we'd talk about this. And it says, your word is a lamp to my feet. Now, if I was doing this only digitally, I could sign in through my account, which I have. I can highlight through different colors, and I could even write notes. That when my kids, kids get to this, they could see what I, what I was thinking then. Let's create some traditions, but but ones that are really fun. And the word is a lamp to my feet. I think it's funny that the Lord's comedy today was, this is the longest chapter in the Bible. But yet it started with a verse. Like one verse, I got invited in, and then, oh my goodness, the longest chapter today, Lord? To present to City Life, the longest chapter. How is that an on-ramp? I think that's the beauty of the contrast, is you can start with the verse, you can start with the word, and hey, by the way, you're in the longest chapter. (laughs) So what do you want to do? Because in 105, it says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I know no one wants to walk in the dark. Some of us, we've been walking in the dark, right? It hurts. It hurts. No counsel, no coaches around, no teaching, no accountability, just walking in the dark. Wondering why we're not succeeding, mad at everybody. We start getting the word in front of us. There's a lamp now. There's a light to my path. There's direction, not condemnation, but protection. God's a good father. When our kids don't trust us, we try to always remind them. We get down. We've learned this over time. We through like parenting books. And this just might be new age stuff. I mean, we still don't worry. It would just be like, old strategy was, look, you're not listening. We're going to whoop you till you listen. And then new strategy is, you get down eye to eye, you give them options and choices. So we're trying to find between, look, we're not sparing the rod, but at the same time, the rod ain't always working, okay? And so what we do is we get down and we remind them, our job is to love you, teach you, train you, and protect you. Do you trust us for that? they're like, you know sometimes it goes over their head, but if you do, can, can, you, can you let us lead you right now? And God, it. I, I know we all have ideas, but can we let God lead us right now? I feel for some of us, here's what we say Well, I think God's saying this, or I feel God's saying this. God's already said a lot, He's revealed Himself. And there's fullness and so much richness in his his word. It's the dichotomy when Denise was reading that poem that there's the lion and the lamb and that wisdom teaches us when to exercise both. Sometimes we've been in the lion posture, but God might've been saying the lamb. Sometimes we've been in the lamb posture, sacrificing and the people around us, they needed a lion. They needed some protection. They needed some roar to watch out, some warning. And this is the beauty of God's word. It's rich. It's a lamp to my feet. But again, remember, this started only just in verse 30. And we can read this, which is interesting about this. So over here on the right, there's a, uh, if you click, so it's like study this. So if I want to study this, there's down here, there's a free Reformation study Bible. I like the Reformation study Bible written by R.C. Sproul. The reason why he's brilliant And he understands people that are very spirit-led and me i've had phenomenal experiences with god i want to make sure that that i'm also hearing it from very structured sound people that have thought about this for a really long time and that study upon study it should be objectively true and here's how that makes sense objectively true that we all should drive on the right side of the road is that objectively true so someone can't say, well, I just feel today because they're trying to hold me down. The man's trying to hold me down. So I'm going to drive on the wrong side of the road because how dare the man try to hold me down? <laughs> Did God really say? That's what we do all the time. Did he really say that? Yeah. We want to drive on the wrong side of the road. That's, the, that's that f- sin flesh battle all the time. And as we let God begin to be the master more and more and more, it's a beautiful thing. So as I click on this study guide here, um, I will get to study so much of the longest chapter. And you can see it'll break it down. Look at that. A lot of it. But let's just say, let's just figure out what the whole psalm is about. Now, psalm means song. These are songs that were sung and they have different descriptions, sometimes the songs are just super praise, thankful, declaration of God, you are great, you're amazing. Other times, complaining, lamenting. We get the beautiful opportunity to come to our Father with all of it, sing about it. And all, you'll see that people are left with this beautiful, um, no matter where we're at, whatever excuse at the end of the day when we look to him we leave with worship and adoration imagine if we have a bad day we feel like we're, we're we've been wronged how about taking the wrath for humanity and then looking at Jesus and seeing our wrong and compared to his wrong <laughs> like how much he was wronged it, it, it really starts to challenge us this is how all of us have to have a moral authority that's higher than us all. Because if we don't have a moral authority that's higher than us, where we all get to play the game of who makes the rules. This is why, so all opinions aren't equal. In fact, I, I'm a little weary that in 18, this is just a personal opinion, an 18-year-old's vote counts as much as a 65-year-old person's vote counts. Because what happened magically at 18 Someone at 65 might have a lot more wisdom. Now, they could be a lot more hurt. And I'm not saying we change the scale, but I think it's very interesting that once you're 18, the vote's, the votes equal. I don't That same theory, if I take that same mindset that it's all equal, equal, equal to God in the table, it's not equal. Like, I want him to rule. If I got Michael Jordan on our basketball team, I want to pass him the rock. Anybody knows that you play basketball with the person who just shoots who can't? It's the worst experience. Why are you shooting? You can't shoot. We're the kings of our own throne. So I, I, I'll read this, and for time's sake, I'll, I'll just kind of highlight some of it. But it tells us about Psalm 19 here in the study Bible. And it says, as Psalm 117 has a distinction of being the shortest chapter in the Bible, so Psalm 119 is the longest. The psalm is an acrostic of 22 stanzas, one for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The eight poetic lines of each stanza begin with the same Hebrew Word, And so an acrostic is similar to a poem where there's repetitive, uh, like, like, like a cadence or sequence or something rhythmic, and it has a meaning. So even in this chapter, this is how amazing God's word is. As deep as you want to go, one verse is worth our life. One verse. Think of a verse. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye the kingdom first, and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Seek. Oh my goodness, the kingdom, wow. His righteousness, not mine. Whoa, all things will be added unto me. I don't need anything other than him. And you keep working it back and forth. Or Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways acknowledge him and he will make straight my paths. We we gotta want God's word. And today, don't feel pressure. That's where we're gonna land this. This is the journey that goes on from one Bible verse in my car in five minutes, and I'm trying to give you the infrastructure of why the ride rides the way it does for me. And you'll be able to tell us different nuances of why it rides for you. Now, in Psalm 119, it says the number eight may be connected with eight Hebrew words, ...that appear throughout the psalm concerning its main theme. The words are translated variously as law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, rules, and the word. In five stanzas, all eight Hebrew words occur, and every stanza has at least six of the eight. While the psalmist expresses his love for the law and his desire to obey it, he recognizes his failures. Elements of lament and partition are intertwined with expressions of confidence and innocence... The law is a faithful expression of God's character. God sent his son to keep the law for us. The law no longer condemns us, setting us free to accept it as our own guide for pleasing the one who died in our place. If I could have Tina come up for worship and if I could kind of have us re-up as we're gonna close, maybe just take a breath. Come on, re-up for this moment here. We've heard a lot of information, okay? Okay. But understand this information is actually a sign of appreciation. We should be leery of any organization or any infrastructure that can't give information to how we get to some of our conclusions. And some of our conclusions are still being talked about because they may not be conclusions. They may be conversations that we got to keep wrestling about. And too often, the churches just came and went to church, but we got to go be the church. Well, how do we be the church? We got to get the word in us. And then how do we get the word in us? I got to have access. And well, then uh, I, I can't cook as elaborate as that person. Well, we us all start somewhere. There's times I sit and listen to preachers and I'm just a rookie. Like I'm just sitting there. I'm what, what? And I remembered what the Lord said to me. I had a whole list of things that I would have to accomplish before I thought I could lead the church, before I could be a pastor. I had all these books I wanted to read. And the Lord kept saying, who do you want to read those for, man or me? I'm like, well, I want to study and show myself approved. And and he's like, well, haven't I already been calling you and doing that? Hasn't it already been confirmed through people? Isn't it such for a time as this? So who are you trying to impress right now? Come on, get out there and cook. In front of all people, like work out the progress so that that you're not, that get them to a place that they're not tossed to and fro that they can grow up in maturity and let's do this thing together. And that's why City Life planted for such a time as this because it was filled with a bunch of excuses at first. And the Lord met me, which is simply who he is and said, I'm enough, trust me where you're at and let's go on this journey together. Now I'm grateful we said yes. And I pray today that you would say yes too to whatever journey God wants to take you on this is not about what God is doing in Jerome. This is what God is doing in us. When we think of our Bible study time here at City Life, we have groups and the reason of those groups is for us to come together in the name of Jesus and a common focus and let the word lead us and guide us, but that every person is a teacher and a student and the group leader is purely a facilitator to get the rock out to people, to Pass the ball like some Magic Johnson and have a bunch of assists. It's not how look we can score, it's about how much that we can behold and help each person where they're at. Now, there needs to be expressions for people that are very advanced in the word, if you will. That's fine. But shouldn't advancement always then manifest as simplicity and access?
1: See, the analogy
0: of the cooking experience plays out where high-quality meals cost more, don't they? But high-quality Bible studies should always give more access to more people. I genuinely believe that. That the least of these, all of us, should be able to feast with the best of these, what people would think. That if Jesus leaves the kingdom of heaven and he comes down with the sick, the broken, the lost... May God's word always produce that kind of fruit in us for such a time as this. That we'll never start to think that we're better than. We can all pick up that spirit. Like somebody's gotta know it the way we know it or listen to the the way we listen to it. And God might be using somebody to challenge us where we're even uncomfortable because God wants to then for us to teach the story or lead them in a text and lead them in the word in a different way. We can't just throw the word at them and say, the word says, When we even have any, we don't even know their name. So I'll leave you with a couple more resources. There's this app. Uh, A few of my friends have raved about it because you might say, well, I want some structure and I only got 15 minutes in the morning. There's an app called The First 15. If you want to get into some Greek and Hebrew, there's blueletterbible.org. So we would take this verse here um, from Psalm 119.30 I could just copy copy this I can enter that and then it's going to pull up and now I can get into the original words that were written and let's say I got questions a good resource that I found is Got questions? Gotquestions.org, just this this guy's study, he breaks down so much of the Bible so that you and me can have access to it. But I feel a strong conviction in the few minutes we got to close for you to hear this loud and clear. It's not elaborate. We all gotta start somewhere. There is no pressure to do it any different way. <laughs> but there's also no excuse to not do it. We're not too busy. God is waiting for us to come. And simply, if I got five minutes, I'm putting on a song. I'm trying to read my identity statement as quick as possible. And I'm, listening, I'm reading the verse for the day. If I got 10 minutes, I just elaborate that a little bit longer. So if you're cooking at home, you can cook on high or you can cook on low. So when I cook eggs, I cook them on high. So I only got a small window. I don't really want to be in the kitchen that long. So for your high, high, fast people, you might say, well, man, I don't want to slow down for an hour. It's okay. Five minutes. Let's cook some eggs on high. God is the God of the daily bread. He's the God of the daily bread. Tomorrow morning when it's just you and Jesus and we're tempted to feel that our contacts are still in our eyes and we don't know what day it is, that God is there. He's got the verse of the day that Facebook can Wait heard one preacher say, you know, Facebook, I got my face on Facebook, but I need to get my face in his book. You know, we (laughs) got up. Right. It's good. I love that stuff. I also heard another preacher said that if you don't have your word, that this ain't the Holy Bible, this is the Holy Bible. And I thought, no, on www.bible.com, it's the same. Wait, what? And you could imagine a young kid hearing that And being like, I don't even know where to get one of these anymore. People are being trained. They they only know how to read on digital screens. So I've wondered as the church, I think sometimes this won't allow us to have the same momentum. Because once you start offering questions, it's not as easy as just exactly here's what we're doing. And then the same group of people come and we all abide to it. Once you start having a little bit more ambiguity, one of which is what side of history will we be on? Are we going to be on the side that embraces technology or is obsolete and we did it because we were this had to be on paper, you know, back in my day. And I'm in between two eras. I love paper. I write with a journal for crying out loud. I mean, look, like I write things. Our kids, I, they, they might not even write two generations from now. So we got to hold on to what we're going to hold on to, which is Jesus Christ. But we got to change and evolve with the methods. The message doesn't change. Well, how would we know that? God's word. It's evolved in how it expresses himself all the time. But the word has been timeless in the message. It translates to every culture. So we're not scared of whatever's happening. We have a futuristic outlook. Why? Because it starts in a garden, but it ends in a city. That means whether it's movies, that means whether it's music, that means whether it's art, that means whether it's technology or it's video games, that God can still be the author in that moment because our Bible says that. Sometimes we're scared because we don't know the Bible. So we got to test the spirits. We got to test the word. I would challenge you to test everything I've said. Test it all. Go home. You know, you don't have to cook this way. Let's talk about it. And if you believe God's put you here, then let's submit in a healthy way and let's go live it because the purpose of this moment is to equip you for the work of the ministry out there, period. To equip what God put in you and you can go live it out there. Come on. God, we thank you for your word. Your word is always empowering. Not to overpower us, but to empower us. Your word is life-giving. It's not heavy. It's beautiful. It's free. And Jesus, I ask that you'll do something so unique. You'll deposit a thirst in every one of us. That today is a fresh dose of holiness. This room is filled with people that say, I'm not good enough. Why would God want to spend time with me? And I would challenge us to say, Jesus paid the price so that we could have access. I pray today that we'll take advantage of that access, we'll take advantage of that invitation, we'll take advantage of those moments when we're tempted to go fast, but God, you're calling us to go slow that you'll teach us, you'll train us, and that the prayer of Psalm 119.30, that God, we will choose the way of faithfulness today, that we will set your rules before us to keep the game plan, to keep your truth renewing us day by day. In the power of Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Well, friends, um, we're not ending with like an outro like, okay, you know, but we're just ending with a sweet fragrance of heaven to go read God's word, to spend time with him, ask questions, who cares where you're starting at. Let's share our cooking tips so that all of our kitchens can reflect the glory of God all across the world the spices of other continents, the ghost pepper sauce. Yeah. There's different levels to pepper. I didn't even know that. You start realizing the Bible, you're like, what? There's Greek and Hebrew words? What? You mean they didn't even have addresses originally? What? It gets so complex. But it also gets as simple as Jesus. Jesus. Know what to say, Jesus. And they'll help you every time. Jesus. I don't know what to pray. Jesus. I don't know the song to sing. Jesus. Because there's power in the name of Jesus, like they sang, to break every chain. So I pray as you go that f- fear will fall off, that sickness will fall off, that heaviness will fall off, that relationships that feel like they, they can't be repaired, today they would be repaired, and that. You're, you're the first of, in your generation to set the new way of life. Give yourself grace. We're going to make mistakes. I haven't punched a hole in 10 years uh, in a wall, but, um, but I punched some holes in the wall. But if you looked at where I came from, you'd get it a little bit more. See, we can't always look at people's moments and think that's the end. So don't look at your moments this week when it feels hard and think that's the end. Give yourself grace, be kind to yourself because Jesus believes in you so much, so much. I pray that we believe that we're plan A, that there is no plan B. I pray for the parents that wanna give up this week that maybe we'll get down on their level and we will spare the rod for a moment and also use our words because <laughs> context is everything and that we'll listen more, we'll ask questions more, that God gave us two ears for a reason in one mouth. I was on a coaching call this week, and I sat and I just listened, and it was hard because I'm used to talking. I pray for that kind of peace and power to take place and exchange in each one of our lives. I pray for addiction to break. It could be addiction just getting the phone early in the morning. I was challenged by that today. I'm like, man, could I not check my phone? How do I put this thing further away? pray for new rhythms, new excitement, and clarity to take place in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you next week, 10 a.m. and 1130. You belong here. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.